I thought about calling this sermon Dancing with the Stars, but I figured it would bring too many distractions. The Bible is actually filled with references to stars, but not the kind of Hollywood and athletic fame, but those mysterious ones in the cosmos that point to the creative energies of God. The vibrations, rhythms, and pulses of God far outrun the limits of our minds and our imaginations. So often we get caught up in the living of our lives that we don't take enough time, serious time, to contemplate the divine. Sunday mornings in worship afford us that time. But first, let's acknowledge how our lives can spin on at such enormous speed. So much so that it seems like someone has pushed the fast forward button on the remote control of our lives. And we just don't know where the time goes. And in addition to the rapid speed of time, can come a feeling of anxiousness. My sense is that while most people are pretty good at keeping it together on the outside, that underneath the surface, there can be a real uneasiness of what lies ahead. So much of what we have is tied into the stock market, the housing market, the economy, and we still don't know what really lies ahead. Add to that the ongoing stuff of life, the stress of relationships at work or at home, the illness of a friend, a loved one, or even oneself, Staying caught up with tasks, chores, responsibilities, emails, bills, and on and on. Not to mention all the world problems and social, value-laden ills we face right here in our own country. And it all combines for a whole lot of stuff. And we are touched, touched by loss. Divorce, broken relations, job loss responsibility loss, the death of a loved one, income loss, loss of function, and aging. In our Psalm 30 text that Linda read for us, the psalmist knew the heights and depths, the peaks and valleys, the highs and lows that can come to us in life. One doesn't have to be caught up in the advanced technological world of the 21st century to know how pressed, stressed, and depressed one can become. Listen to the rhythm of the, mom- of the movement between the psalmist and God. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to God's holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy, joy comes with the morning. 
To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. So that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Did you see that rhythm, that movement? Dancing with the divine. In our other text, King David danced before the Lord. It was part of the process of bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the Jerusalem sanctuary. David was clad not in his royal robe, but in a linen ephod, which was actually a linen vestment that a priest would have worn. So the king, in essence, is performing a priestly function as part of a ritual which was allowed in the early period of the monarchy. But when his wife, Michal, saw him without his royal robe and dancing to boot, she was not a happy camper. This would eventually put great stress on their relationship. But at the time, David responded to her displeasure by reminding her that he was not doing it for her, but he was doing it for the Lord and for the people he served. And then finally, to end the festal ritual, the people were given food and they returned to their homes. Dancing with the divine has always been a part of our faith history, and it can be a part of our faith too. The movement from mourning to joy. From being downtrodden to praise. King David danced with the Lord, and so can we. The grief and mourning of the psalmist was indeed turned to dancing. And to play with the image of Christ being the Lord of the dance and leading us in the dance, as we sang in our middle hymn, is both freeing and delightful. Yes, throughout these cold winter Sundays, we have been exploring a sermon series entitled The Sacred Arts of Life. As we have allowed different art forms to enrich our worship of God, taking us beyond simply a head and voice experience. This morning we gain a glimpse of how important it is to have dancing minds, dancing hearts, dancing spirits, and even dancing bodies. There are many ways to dance with the divine. Sometimes we do it alone, and sometimes we do it together. In the words of poet T.S. Eliot, At the still point of the turning world, neither flesh nor fleshness, neither from nor towards, at the still point, there is the dance. Some of my most profound moments in my spiritual movement and spiritual dance in my relationship with the divine have come in the stillness of solitude. 
Yet, it is equally true that we dance with the divine spirit when we are in right relationships and making right relationships with others. After learning back in December that civil rights leader John Lewis was recently diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer, I began to do a little reading about him and his past. And I came across the story of the congressman from Georgia and Elwin Wilson. Back when John Lewis was a seminary student preparing for the ministry. He marched with Martin Luther King Jr. And during those turbulent civil rights years, he was beaten on more than one occasion. One of his beatings came at a bus station in Rock Hill, South Carolina in 1961. And it came at the hands of none other than Elwin Wilson who participated in numerous beatings, was a racist, a member of the KKK, and didn't want his parents to be buried in a cemetery where blacks would be buried, only he didn't use the word blacks. But the church he attended after that, over time, began to change his feelings. And it convinced him finally to make a pilgrimage to Washington, D.C., and approach John Lewis after 48 years. And he apologized and asked for forgiveness. And John Lewis accepted. He accepted Elwin's apology. And the two men were shown in a photograph after that meeting in which Lewis forgave him. And afterward, Congressman Lewis said this, this shows the power of love, the power of grace. Wow. If that's not a form of dancing with the divine, I don't know what is. To dance is to touch and be touched. It is to be in relationship to trust, to be in step with another, to move together, to move apart and come together, to hold one another. Dancing lets your heart take you where you need to go. And just as two dancers cue on and adjust to one another, so too us with God and God with us. It's a dance a creative, changing movement with God. That's dancing with the divine. And there are so many different styles and ways to do it. Think of all the different expressions and forms of dancing, and not just here, but all over the world. Think of how people have danced and danced and danced. And there are so many wonderful ways to be in the dance with the divine spirit. So in the lyrics of the contemporary song artist Leanne Womack, when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you'll dance. 
when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you'll dance. How will we dance with the divine? In the coming days, may God prompt, energize, enliven, and enlighten us such that our own way as individuals and together, we might be in step in right relationships all to the end that we are truly dancing with the divine. Amen.